welcome to Behind the Roar, a podcast created to give our listeners a behind-the-scenes look at Southline High School out of Southline, Michigan. Behind the Roar is affiliated with Southline's newspaper, The Lion's Roar. You can check out our online pieces at lionlife.org. That's L-Y-O-N-L-I-F-E dot org. Today, we're going to be discussing mental health and how to cope with the insecurities. Thank you for joining me here today on Behind the Roar. So, Kenzie, when did you notice that you became more insecure about your body and yourself? Um, I would definitely say, like, going into middle school when, I don't know, everyone dresses the same, everyone acts the same, you know, people be like, oh, twin with me, like, will you wear a dress tomorrow with me? And, like, everyone was afraid to, like, step outside their comfort zone. And I was like, well, what if I want to wear this, you know? What if I want to dress differently from everyone else? But then if you did, you'd feel insecure about yourself. So definitely in middle school and then... Um, starting high school, I realized that I don't really care what other people think about me. I don't know. I just became my own person. Yeah, I can definitely relate to that. I think for me, it was going into probably seventh grade um, is when people started to really care about what other people looked like. Um, shopping at the same stores, again, twinning, absolutely, that was such a huge thing. Um, you know, you had to have these certain shoes and Lululemon leggings and, you know, all the staple things, vineyard vines. Um, and if you didn't, then you were looked at strangely because you're not wearing all of the name brand stuff that everybody had. And it was so materialistic and it had nothing to do with how you were as a person, what you treated other people like, how smart you were, what you were involved with. It had nothing to do with any of that. It was all material, surface level things. And I think going from there, that really started that downward spiral of like looking at yourself in a negative light because everybody, it just seemed like everybody was always judging you. Um, But at the same time, you felt like everyone was judging you, but everybody was so focused on themselves and making themselves look good that it was just maybe everyone wasn't looking at you in a different way. It was just everybody's so self-absorbed at that time. So I think that was really difficult for me to cope with. Um, But luckily, I had a group of friends that made me feel loved for who I was. And I'm really grateful that I had those people because I know a lot of people don't have that experience. So I know back in sixth grade is when I got my first phone and I got Instagram and back then I don't think it was really, I don't think we really had all of those social media influencers at that time just Mm -hmm. yet. That didn't really come about until probably eighth grade for me, but I know that now teenagers, like young teenagers in middle school are looking up to people like Kylie Jenner and Paris Hilton and you know all these like huge influencers that look a certain way and dress a certain way and they're all dressing like how teenagers and adults dress now. Like I remember would wear I would wear like brightly colored clothes in middle school and like I I didn't wear like American Eagle back then, but now like all of these kids look like they're 16, 17 years old and they're actually like 11 and 12. And a lot of that's coming from like TikTok, you know, trying to be Charlie D'Amelio and Addison Ray and you know whoever they look up to, but that's like who they're looking that's who they're looking to for their, you know, their fashion advice and they're just falling into this trap of, again, being so focused on what they look like. And we had that same experience, but I feel like now it's just, it's gotten worse Yeah. in a way. No, I feel like it's so sad because yeah. if, um, like, middle schoolers now tried to dress how we dressed in middle school, I feel like they'd get so much hate, especially yeah. if they posted something online. Mm-hmm. And it's like... I don't know, they look up to so many influencers, yeah. and if they don't look like them or act like them, they're just not... Good enough. Yeah, they're not good enough. Yeah. 
Yeah, like I see all these pictures back from when I was in middle school. Oh my and it, god. But it, that was normal. Like I looked normal. Yeah. Like that's how everybody dressed. But then, you know, my sister who's 13 now, she sees pictures of me from middle school and she's like, why would you wear that? Right. Like, why wouldn't you be wearing this? Or why don't you look like this? Why did you do your hair like that? But that was, that was normal. Right. And now they just, like, <laughs> there's kind of a joke that like, the teenagers now like never went through an awkward phase yeah like they just like you know went from looking like a baby to looking like a grown adult literally and i'm jealous but (laughs) at the same time it's like out right out the gate they're so focused on what they look like no i know and i'm really nervous for how that's going to affect them yeah well i feel like fashion and like beauty has evolved so much yeah and all of these like younger teenagers they're so focused on like what fashion is now and like mm-hmm. how to do their makeup and yeah. so they look like they're so much older than they are right and some of them just aren't dressing like their age or they're putting no. so much makeup on because they see these influencers online mm-hmm. looking like this and they say oh I need to look up to them I need to look like them yeah like I know Kylie Jenner's skincare and makeup line it like the packaging is very targeted towards a younger audience mm-hmm. it's very like cartoony and colorful and a lot of brands are doing this now, and where I do appreciate that they are trying to reach out to a younger audience and help them feel more confident about themselves, we also can't shove that down their throats. Like, you're perfectly fine just having your bare skin and feeling good about your natural self than trying to pack on all of this makeup at such a young age, which is fine if that makes you happy. If that right. makes you happy, that's totally fine, but we shouldn't be forcing that um, upon young adults and young teenagers um going along with that like yeah those influencers definitely you know wear makeup and dress high fashion but I know um Jojo Siwa she's well at 17 and I know she dresses and kind of acts towards like a younger audience and makes music towards a younger audience and I don't know and I feel like like, teenagers are like, oh, that's so childish. Yeah. But it's like, no, it's not, you, like, there's nothing wrong with, like, dressing no. or a- acting older than you are. But I think it's kind of cool that she targets, like, an actual, like, younger teenage audience rather than trying to act older than she is. Yeah. Because she is super mature and stuff, but it's like, she'll dress younger than she is, and that's fine. But it's cool for, like younger teenagers to look up to her and be like oh it's okay if I want to wear this yeah because I know that's how it's kind of how I dress like back when justice was like a huge right? the that's exactly oh yeah the bows the glitter like the super loud obnoxious stuff but I loved it and that's like that's what I wore but nobody wears it anymore and justices are closing down and it's crazy because like that was my childhood and kids are just dressing so different now and I think it is really cool that she's targeting a younger audience in a normal moral ethical way and not saying you need to look like this you need to wear crop tops when you're 11 like right you know there's a certain age and sexualizing young teenage girls and even young teenage boys you know it's still the trends have changed it's not healthy and I think there's a weird image around like girls bodies and you know dress code and all this but we should be cognizant of how you know younger teenagers are dressing and how what they think is okay um, because we don't want them to feel like they have to look a certain way or 
Yeah. No, it's kind of scary because if someone, like, that's even, like, in eighth grade, will post, like, a picture of them in a bathing suit. Yeah. It's scary because people yeah. looking at that don't know how old these girls are. Right. Yeah. Like, you have no idea. And social media has just gotten so... It's dangerous. Yes. It, it is dangerous because... I mean, you look towards all these influencers that are way older than you. They have way more money than you. They've, you know, like, it's not, it's not, like, a typical thing for a teenager to have a Louis Vuitton bag. Right. Like, they use their money and their yeah. fame to buy what they have now. Like, some of yeah. them have gotten plastic surgery, and they have all this designer stuff. Yeah. They have a huge house. And then these teenagers are looking up to them. Oh, I need this. I need this. Right. But, No. Like, you're not at that point yet. Right. Yeah, I know. And you would never know, like, just by looking at somebody's Instagram profile that they've had plastic surgery. Like, maybe you can tell, but a lot of times you can't tell if they've filtered it or if they've had plastic surgery or... Like, you never know what they have had done before. So expecting yourself to look like that is irrational. And it's not... And not that they should come out and say, like, yeah, this is why I look like this. This is why my picture looks, you know, so perfect. But it has caused an unrealistic expectation for teenagers, especially, and young adults for looking a certain way. Um, And they look down upon themselves. Like, I know I did for sure, especially in middle school. Like, I'd see these celebrities and, like, why can't I look like that? But a lot of the times, like, they have dermatologists on call that can fix every skincare issue. They have tons of money that they can use to make themselves look as good as they want. They've had plastic surgery. They have personal trainers. Like, they have all of the things that they need to look a certain way. And obviously, teenagers now don't have that. And it's not okay to have that expectation that you should look and act a certain way because of what they have. Going along with what we see on social media, um, influencers who are what's considered skinnier and have a better hourglass figure. Even if they do edit those pictures, there's teens that see that and say, oh, my body's not good enough, I need to lose weight. Mm -hmm. And it's sad because, I mean, everyone should feel comfortable in their own skin, but when they see influencers looking like that, you know, like training all the time, going to the gym, wearing bathing suits, whatever, they feel like they're not good enough. And they're so much younger Mm -hmm. and I don't know, it's kind of sad because a number on a scale should not define you and should not define how you act or what you wear. Yeah, and I think a good thing is that we have shifted into a realm where people are more lenient to work out and take care of their bodies, but it's gotten to be almost obsessive. Um, And having an hourglass body shape is not, that's not possible for a lot of people because it's genetics like you Especially look a certain at a young way. age yeah exactly and it takes time to develop you know a curvature if that's what you're going for but even then not everybody has the same body type it's genetic not everybody's going to have the hourglass shape and that's okay and we have put so much emphasis around a certain body type that everyone tries to achieve it but it's not possible for everybody you see all these youtube videos of workout people saying how to achieve an hourglass body figure that's not feasible for everybody and where I do like that we've you know become more goal-oriented we have to have I don't know what the word is but we need to have more rational goals for ourselves and understand that we are a certain way and we have to love the way that we were born and not try to change everything about ourselves because 
it's an unrealistic expectation in the long run. No, yeah, going off of that, um, I know a lot of teenage girls, even any age, shops at Brandy Melville in the mall. And um, I've seen TikToks about this. It's like they do have a lot of one-size items. And even if, they, if, even if some clothing items aren't one-size, their large is, like, very small. And it will fit, like, a lot, not a lot of people. And I feel like when there's people who are heavier set walking into there and they see the shirt that's one size fits all, it doesn't. And they'll try it on, and if it's too small on them, they're going to feel bad about themselves. And it's like, how, did, how do they determine what one size is? And, you know, you're making people feel so ashamed of their body because they don't fit into this, what, what a normal teenage girl should fit into. And it's, it's upsetting. Yeah, that store honestly disgusts me. I don't shop there, not only because I can't fit into their clothes, they are targeted towards such a small portion of people, and calling their stuff one size is just straight up wrong. Yeah. Like, I'd feel more comfortable if everything was just like zero to size four, maybe. But when they call it one size and try to act like they're, you know, including a large group of people and they're not, that's completely wrong and it's immoral. And if you go in there thinking, oh, well, there's things that are one size and it doesn't fit you, then you feel like, whoa, I'm not even, like, good enough to fit in the spectrum. Like, and I understand there's the argument of, like, there are stores that target just a plus size audience, but for a store that's targeting a much skinnier audience, then you have to be upfront about it and say that these are targeted towards girls who don't have curvature or who are skinnier. But saying that things are one size, that is where I have a problem. Yeah, and how do they determine, like, a one size? Right. Like, who's... And their mediums are, like, actually a size two. Like, that's not... Right. That's not a medium. Or at least call yourself, like, a petite store. Like, you have to be upfront about it because what they're doing right now is just unethical in my opinion. Like, who did they have to measure to be like, oh, yeah, one size. One size. I don't know. And I feel like when teenage girls are shopping at stores, like petite stores, especially Brandy Melville, they're trying to fit that stereotypical one size. And if they don't fit that one size, like, if it's too small on them, they're going to think obviously poorly of themselves when they're going to think, oh, I need to lose weight. I can't wear this because I weigh too much. And that can also lead to developing eating disorder. And it's just sad because, you know, especially teenagers, they should be able to eat whatever you want. Anyone can eat whatever they want. And they should never have to worry about their body image or if they can fit into this. They shouldn't have to, like, starve themselves so they can fit into this one dress or bathing suit, whatever. And I feel like, honestly, Brandy Melville is pushing that towards them. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, I like that you said that teenagers, they can eat whatever they want. And that is true to a certain extent. We are at the age where we're relatively healthy. We still have a highly functioning metabolism and everything. Um, And where we should encourage kids to eat healthier and everything. But they shouldn't feel, they shouldn't be obsessed with their weight. And nobody should. Nobody should be obsessed with their weight. But especially at such a young age, it's very dangerous. Um especially when you have all these pressures from outside sources like social media and your friends, um, feeling that need to be obsessed with how you look and how much you weigh is very unhealthy and it can lead to a lot of mental health issues down the road. I know it did for me. I went through this phase during middle school where I was very, very obsessive with my weight and what I looked like 
And even now, I'm still trying to kind of recover from that because I still do feel very insecure around other people. And I can't shop at stores like Brandy Melville, which is fine because even if I could fit into it, I don't know if I'd support it because I don't support what they stand for um, by any means at all. But I still am struggling with that. And I know a lot of people are and just aren't talking about it. And I think everyone does go through a phase of disliking the way that they look. Um, But we should never ever encourage or condone looking like a certain type of person and you know trying to fit a certain body type that is considered the most beautiful because even if you look at the early 2000s like curvature wasn't beautiful it was all about being stick skinny like the trends change constantly and you could finally achieve your whatever hourglass body shape and all of a sudden that's not what's considered beautiful anymore so just accepting yourself as you are is the best way to do anything because your like beauty is so subjective and it has nothing to do with trends or social media or anything like that it's because that those things change all the time and just starting to accept yourself and love yourself is the most healthy way to go about dealing with your insecurities and I feel like it is really important to talk about your insecurities especially when it has to do with body image because if you're not super comfortable talking about it, then you're never going to, like, truly love yourself for who you yeah. are. And I think it's definitely really important to treat yourself and, you know, have a good self-care routine. Because when you're not treating yourself every once in a while, you don't really show love to yourself. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like, oh, you're set on this, like, strict schedule. You can only eat this. You can only – you have to work out these days, whatever. I feel like it's so important to reward yourself. Get enough sleep and let yourself eat this once in a while, whatever. It doesn't have to be a strict thing that we need to stay strict to. Yeah. No, I think we do the best when we have something to look forward to. So even if it's just like, if I work out this many times, I can do this. I can have ice cream. I can go shopping. Like, whatever it is, like, setting... Some kind of goal for yourself to treat yourself is the best way to achieve results because you're constantly rewarding yourself for the work that you have done. And another thing, too, is um, that belief that you have to work out every single day. And a lot of times it's not healthy for everybody, um, especially when you don't have enough energy. If you are exhausted, don't work out while you're exhausted um, because it's more important to get sleep and regenerate your strength and your energy than it is to keep depleting yourself of those things. Um, so if, you know, you have set a workout schedule where you work out every day, try to keep to that as much as you can. But if you, if you feel like you don't have the energy to, don't. It's more important to get rest and rejuvenate yourself than it is to um, work out when you don't have that strength. And as we said before, rewarding yourself, even if you, like, you're allowed to treat yourself. Like, that comes with being able to regulate it because, of course, everything in moderation. But... Like, not limiting yourself to a certain schedule every single day. Well, yeah, because when you do um, set yourself up for, oh, I'm going to work out every single day, it, it can become really obsessive. Mm-hmm. And then you can start to lose a lot of weight, and even though you might think it's healthy, it's not healthy. Mm-hmm. I think that a healthy schedule is developing, you know, a really good relationship with food and not obsessing over losing weight, yeah. not caring about what people on social media look like you know Mm -hmm. just being your own person and doing what feels right for your own body 
if your body is telling you, oh, I need to eat, then eat. It's not like, oh, if I eat this, you know, I'm, I can't eat for the rest of the week after right. this. Like, if your body is telling you, yeah, like, listen to it. Yeah, your body communicates so much to you. If you're thirsty, you need to drink. If you're hungry, you need to eat. And um, where I do, I have seen how, um, what's it called, like intermediate fasting can be really beneficial for people. I suggest that you talk to your doctor first yeah. because, you know, if you're anemic, you need iron and depleting yourself from nutrients is very, can be very dangerous for you. Um, so don't just hop on some diet because you heard it works. Like, yes, it might work, but it might not work for you. And... Um, developing a healthy relationship with food, like you said, I think is extremely important as well. So going back to what you said about, like, if you eat this treat, then you're not allowed to eat, like, for the rest of the week. And I know that's how I felt back in middle school. Um, and I, like, a lot of people just get in this extremely dark place of just feeling the need to be obsessive over your body and what you look like. And it's so unhealthy because... Even if you lose weight then, like, weight, especially for women, is so easy to gain back. And, you know, feeling the need to stay at a certain number is so irrational. Weight looks different on everybody, right? Like, muscle weighs more than fat. So you could weigh a lot but be very muscular and not be obese and still be, like, at a healthy weight. And trying to aim for a certain number I don't think is the best way to find a healthy workout schedule and find a healthy weight because again weight does look different on everybody and there isn't one number that's better over another Um, it's just finding that healthy like eating healthy and working out um, on a normal and healthy basis is much more important than finding a specific weight and aiming for it Um, because you could be 125 pounds but still be extremely unhealthy because you're depleting yourself of nutrients and somebody who's shorter than you is naturally going to probably weigh less than you, and that's okay. You can be six feet tall and be almost 200 pounds, but that could still be healthy for you. Like, everybody is different, and, you know, the best thing to do, I think, is to talk to either a counselor or your doctor as to what weight is healthy for you and um, what, like, the healthy thing to do is if you feel insecure about your body um, and seeking real help. And, of course, we want to go to our friends, but... Going to a professional is obviously probably better because they know how to deal with it. Um, and, you know, a teenager is probably just going to tell you, oh, you're just seeking attention. Oh, you're actually, no, you're perfect just the way you are. And where that is true, it, it doesn't really help the situation because then you feel like you're reaching out for help and nobody's giving you that help. So trying to find a professional is the best way to go about um, negative body image, things like that. Yeah, because if you do go to the doctor and they tell you, you know, like, this is, like, the average weight for mm-hmm. somebody your age and your height, that doesn't mean that you need to be that exactly. No. Like, if you're a few pounds over that, that does not mean you're overweight. Yeah. Like, every single body type is different, and the number mm-hmm. on the scale should never no. scare you. You should never be afraid to step on the scale because it it just doesn't, it doesn't really matter. And mm-hmm. if you feel good about yourself, good about what you're eating and how much you're working out, then that's all that matters. And it it just kind of sucks because if someone feels like they are overweight, you know, they can, they, people do starve themselves. And it's sad because, you know, they'll end up losing all this weight and then they can develop an eating disorder. And then it's like, oh, well, I'm too skinny now. 
So, like, there's really no, like... Like, you're, you're kind of like you're never going to be satisfied. Right. And, yeah, I feel like those people, they're never going to be satisfied because, like, there's no in-between. You're They either think that they're too fat or too skinny, and they think that that makes them not beautiful, and everybody's beautiful. And, I don't know, I wish that more people could understand that, you know, being, just loving your loving yourself and loving who you are is the most important thing. And the numbers on the scale do not matter whatsoever, unless you're happy. Yeah, like, you don't walk around with a label on top of right. your head that says how much you weigh. Like, nobody would know unless you told them. Because um, no one cares. Nobody does. And you get to a certain age where it's, yeah, like, past middle school into high school. Everybody's just trying to be the best that they can be and focus on themselves and their mental health. And nobody's judging you for what you look like as much as you think that they are. Um, and I praise a lot of fashion industries now that are including models that are of different sizes and, you know, we're moving away from the, you know, five foot 11 size two model walking down the runway that, you know, so many companies have fallen into, especially the luxury ones. Um, but I really like how stores like American Eagle, most of their models, you know, they're all, they all look different. None of them are the same. Um, they just made their curvy line for women who have more curvature and it is a shame that it took so long for companies to do this um, you know we've been around for so long and just now we're learning how to embrace everybody's height but I'm happy that we at least started and I hope that other companies also fall in line with that um, because a lot of what like a lot of how we see ourselves comes from the media and what we see on a daily day day to day basis. Yeah, I think it's cool that stores have, you know, added this plus size mm -hmm. um, addition to their clothing. But at the same time, I feel like there's people who are maybe a little bit heavier set and they see this plus size and it might fit them and they're like, oh, well, I'm, you know, like way too overweight because this is labeled plus size. Mm -hmm. But like I used to watch um, Project Runway a lot. And they brought in, like, towards their newer seasons, they had a bunch of plus-size models. Like, I don't mean to use, like, plus-size, but, like, different um, different ethnicities, like, different heights. There was, like, some girls, like, literally five foot, mm -hmm. um, completely different body types. And I don't know. They were, they were chosen to be models for a reason, obviously. And I feel like it's so important for people to look at that and look up to them and say, oh, I can do this, doesn't matter that I'm, you know, this weight or this height, like, there's people out there yeah. doing this, and I can also achieve this too if I, you know, put time and effort into it. Yeah, I was, I was kind of researching the fashion industry and, like, how they go about designing their clothes, and so many times they're designing the outfit before they find the person to fit it, so they're making this outfit for the ideal human and finding somebody to fit that fit that outfit and you know that's not how it should work we shouldn't be making things based off of what we want somebody to look like mm -hmm. you know everybody's beautiful in their own way projecting a certain stereotype it has fallen to younger generations um, especially since social media has become so popular and I like obviously know 
huge company is gonna ever listen to this, of course, but just saying it out loud, like I wish that these companies with such a huge following would start falling in line with, you know, moral and ethical beliefs of, like not everybody's going to look like the models they put on their runway. That is such a small group of people and that's why so few people are models because right. that they are a minority. Like not everybody looks like that. The majority of people don't look like that. And when they make an entire line of clothing that fits this tiny group of people, like what are you projecting to your audience? Like this is where stereotypes and negative body image comes from. It's these huge companies with so with, with on such a huge platform that make it seem like everybody looks like this. So right. we're going to, you know, target our attire towards this group of people and you're leaving out such a huge portion right. of the population. Right. I don't know if you've seen those um, YouTube videos like what a Victoria's Secret model eats yeah. in a day. Yeah. It's like it's and, insane. And there's so many views because people will see that and they'll and be like, like I want to oh, look like I that. I need to look like yes. her. And even watching like the um Victoria's Secret runway shows, like, and I'm, I'm smaller, and I look at yeah. them, and I'm like, geez, like, that makes me look big. Right. Because they are tiny. They're tiny, and they're so tall. Like, right. that is not healthy. Like, and nobody should look up to them and say, oh, I need to look like them. Exactly. So I'm going to watch this video, because I, if I eat like them, I'm going to look like them. Yeah. No, that's not important, because personally, I don't think that lifestyle is healthy. Like, looking like that I mean good for them but yeah I don't like nobody should look at them and say I need to look like this because that's not what a perfect body is and it's I don't think it's healthy and I think you know whatever you want to eat whatever you want to do you don't need to follow a strict no. routine like a oh what I eat in a day do yeah. whatever you want and yeah. if you're not happy with the results then that's okay you yeah. have to keep trying and nobody should you know try and be like the stereotypical, you know, Victoria's Secret model, whatever. Yeah. But it's really just, you have to learn to love yourself and you know how to be comfortable with your body image. And it's never, it's never too late to make a change. And, you know, every single person should be comfortable and should learn to gain self-confidence in themselves because that's the most important. Yeah, I will admit, I definitely did watch a lot of those videos mm -hmm. because I was like, oh, well, if I eat like them, then I'll look like them. Yeah. No, that's not how it works. They have so much influence that they have everything that they need to be successful. And they, they know that, yeah, too. they do. Like, they have the physical, they have the trainers, they have the dermatologists, they have the dietitians. Like, they have all of these resources to look a certain way, and they're being paid to look that way. Like, that's their job, right? And like following them and trying to look exactly like them you know try to be the best version of you don't try to be somebody else because that's not healthy for everybody like that might be healthy for them but for you everybody's genetics are different like you might need more of a certain thing than somebody else like you have to that's why I said before like talking to your doctor to see what you actually need to be healthy that's what's most important and looking at a BMI BMI doesn't take into account body muscle so if you're if it says you're overweight like, you might actually not be. Like, that's why, like, just looking to numbers and labels to define yourself, um, th like, just don't. Like, that causes so much negative self-image. Um, and just trying to be the healthiest version of yourself um, safely, that's all I can say, really. Yeah, I think 
you know, talking about mental health is so important. And don't ever be afraid to talk to somebody, whether it's, yeah. you know, family members or a doctor or therapist, whatever. It's, it's so much easier to cope with your insecurities when you are open about it. Yeah. And um, I think it's so important that everyone, you know, achieves self-confidence and is happy with themselves. And um, just know that you're not alone because yeah. there's a lot of people out there that are struggling with their body image mm -hmm. and, you know, struggling with, uh, self-care and mental health and just reach out because it's I know there's there's probably probably all of your friends are dealing with the same thing yeah. and you know they're embarrassed to talk about it but it's not it shouldn't be an embarrassing thing to talk about like mm -hmm. mental health is so important and it is so important to learn how to cope with your insecurities and be able to you know overcome them and look back and say oh I did that yeah, there's nothing better than, like, looking yourself in the mirror and thinking, like, I'm beautiful just the way I am. Like, I'm proud of myself for where I've come now, even if I'm not in the best headspace, and even if I don't feel very confident. Like, I'm, I'm here, I'm, I'm, I'm doing the best I can, um, and I'm taking care of myself. That's, I think that's the best feeling, and if you can achieve that, then I think you're in a really good spot. Um, so, of course, we could keep talking about this forever, but... Um, we'll start to wrap things up here. So thank you so much for tuning into Behind the Road podcast, and thank you to Miss McKenzie Pagels for being my co-host today, um, and thank you for joining us here to talk about something that is so important. And before we go, you are beautiful. We love you, and we are here for you. Um, yeah, just make sure to check out um, our podcast. Make sure to check out LineLife.org. Um, yeah, just remember you are not alone. Everybody is beautiful. And I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day. We love you. Bye. Lines out. Lines out.